is My Image Podcast. I am your host, Maisha Price. And as we continue to go down this road of selling braiding mothers in this month, today I have an extremely special guest with me here. It is none other, y'all call her Mama Cox, but she's my mama, not y'all's. Miss <laughs> Linda Cox is in the building today. I could give you a whole lot of in- descriptions about her, but she's my mother. She's raised two wonderful children. She has worked all of her life to make sure and ensure you guys hear me talk about her and refer to her in many of previous conversations. But today she is here in the flesh and joining in the conversation with us. So today, visionaries, welcome my mom, Ms. Linda Cox. Mom, thank you for joining in this conversation. You are so welcome. Glad to be a part of it. I think this is one of them things that... um, when I thought about doing it, I was like, I don't think she she she's gonna probably hesitate about this because she already talked in front of the cameras and people. So we're gonna see how this conversation go. But I felt like at this juncture of my life that this is something that I don't think we've ever really had a chance to do was sit down and conversate um, in a capacity for me to understand. And not only just for me, but you're sharing your story with the rest of the world of how it was for you as a mother and in honoring mothers. I can't honor other mothers in this month and not honor the one who gave birth to me. That is why this is such an important month for me, just honoring those who made the sacrifices and took the time out to do what they had to do, stay in the fight and did right and raise their children. Jumping right into the conversation. Let's 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 just get into it. Now, most people don't know you are the oldest of six children. Yes, I am. That is <laughs> born to my late great mother, grandmother, Ms. Maisel Cox. How was life growing up in a household or being raised by my grandma, which if you know you heard me talk about her grandma was a pistol. She was she was a laughing. <laughs> she was a funny lady. Um, she ain't take no jump, but she was a funny lady. But growing up in the household, being the oldest of six children, how was that for you? It was a very interesting life. Actually, I came to New Jersey when I was 10 and four of them were already here. Hmm. So the first part of their lives I missed. Um, once I got here, there was two more that was added on to the collection of us. Okay. The two that were added on later, one became mine and the other one became my other sister. So we were like their mothers. <laughs> we had to bathe them, clip, wash their hair, braid their hair, make sure they got ready for bed, do the check their homeworks. Uh, we were like their mothers. So how you what you mean one was yours and one was, <laughs> one was another sibling? Because they're only a year apart. Okay. So one was Diane's and one was mine. Okay. So we took care of them. Okay. So we had lots of experience taking care of the two babies. And one of them happened to be a preemie baby, which we kept in a shoebox because she was so little. <laughs> All right, y'all. So just so we clear, this was years ago. You know, not when diapers was very much so present. <laughs> but yes, yes. But I was in a shoebox. Not mm-hmm. shoe. Yes. It wasn't you. Yeah, my so, I was in the in the shoebox. Yeah, by accident, not intentionally, by accident. <laughs> so it was very interesting. Um, we went out to play. We played in the dirt. Um, 
we play jump rope, hopscotch, tag. And then at night, when it's, uh, it started getting dark outside, our mother said, we better be on that step in front of that house and you better not be anywhere else but there. <laughs> and we knew not to move from the front of that door because she did not play. Okay. Now, for our eating, that was real interesting because I had one brother that was large. Mm-hmm. And that brother, if he loved fried chicken, anybody that knew him, anybody that knew my brother Carl, know he loved fried chicken. Yeah, okay, boy, boy, could he make it. So when my mother would cook fried chicken, she would cook two chickens. If she said, I'm cooking chicken, you knew that you better be in the house. But she said, dinner is ready. Because if you didn't, he was eating it all. <laughs> you wasn't getting it. So see, so this passed out. This, 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 this is generational. <laughs> see, when y'all thought I was just out here just eating steaks for a snack, I got it honestly. It, it was passed out. Might have skipped a couple generations, but it was passed out evenly. He yes. liked chicken. I just like steak. Yes, steak. yes. So, and we always had big pots of food because it seemed like there were so many of us, mm-hmm. but it was only six of us, and we shared bedrooms. Like, the girls had a bedroom, the boys had a bedroom, and my mom had a bedroom, and we had bunk beds. Well, a lot of kids nowadays don't know what a bunk bed is, right? but we had bunk beds <laughs> because there were four girls, so that means we had to have two sets of bunk beds. Right. <laughs> so... After that, we all got grown. I moved away. Well, I moved not far away, only around the corner. <laughs> I moved away and I started having my own family. First came my son, which was the sweet darling child. Then here come Maisha 10 years I later. Like, I feel like shade, people. It's shade. <laughs> 10 years later. Oh my God. I was happy and I was mad. <laughs> I was happy when I found out it was a girl because I've already had a boy. So I was like, yes, I got a girl. She came, pretty little chocolate thing with pretty little curly hair. Oh, she was a doll baby. But then came the crying. Oh, my Jesus. <laughs> Help me, Lord. <laughs> See, but singing abilities, they were that being was, That's right. That's what I say, too. It was preparing her for where she's at now because she can sing away because she cleared everything out that throat when she was little. And she did a great job of clearing that throat. And she's doing a great job now of singing. But I feel like <laughs> Jay that's being thrown at me. People, I need y'all to, to pray for this conversation. Because it's just a shade. Now, I, I you know, people don't know there's 10 years between my brother. And so to go back, now you said your first 10 years you spent, you didn't move to New Jersey until you were 10. Right. So where were you? Like, I was raised in South Carolina with my grandmother. Okay. And I was like the only child running free in South Carolina. Okay. If you know anything about the country, there's no light. So, of course, you won't come in the house when it gets anywhere near dark. And it's 110 degrees in that summertime. So, you go outside early in the morning, come in the house in the middle of the day because it's just too hot to be outside. Right. But I decided when I was 10 that I wanted to come to New Jersey where the lights are at with my mother. Well, I shouldn't have done that. I should have stayed in the South. Why you say that? Because <laughs> the city is wild. In the South, it was calm. Okay. It's a drastic difference between the South and the city. Absolutely. Drastic difference. And I'm sure it was more, it was more defining of a difference 
back then more so now because yes. you have country world was right you didn't have the fast pace there right you had dirt roads toilets yes. outside or no toilet at all um it was a it's a totally different world wow totally different world and i wanted to come to the city because the city had bathrooms inside you didn't have to rake no yards you didn't have to get no switches <laughs> well no you did have to get switches. i'm about to say we had yes switches. we did have to get switches because mazel didn't play so we had to we did have to get those yes but it was very different, very different. So now that you moved to New Jersey and, you know, you're helping raise your, your younger siblings, because I'm sure grandma was working or doing what she did to make sure she could take care of her children. Yes. And while y'all assisted in her, yes. her aid yes. and making sure the younger ones were taken care of, then you became your own mother. You became a mother yourself. Right. So how was it like for you raising two kids by yourself? Sometimes it was struggles, and sometimes I had two jobs. I remember one time I had three jobs. I remember. Yes. Well, that about took me out. <laughs> After that, I was like, oh, I can't do three jobs no more. And then I finally, I got enough increases in my salary at work, and I was able to uh, sustain it and pay my bills and take care of y'all. So it worked out fine. Right. So when you have kids that are 10 years apart, Mm, I don't advise no one, no one. It's bad for your health mentally to have your children ten years apart. It's day and night. It's like you forgot what you you learned ten years before that. You starting all over. I'm telling you, it's not good for you. You're gonna have kids have them two years apart. Don't have them ten years apart. No one should have kids ten years apart. No one. It's not good for your health. I'm telling you, it ain't good for you. But not the difference all. of having having an older son and then having your daughter 10 years later, that that drastic change, although, it, like you said, you forget things. And yes. Now you kind of have to start all over. Yeah. And you thought, oh, let me get rid of the baby clothes, all that kind of stuff. Let me, let me, let me. Now here we are starting over. Now we need a whole nother suite. We need a whole nother set of clothes. You need and we can't even have boy clothes. We got to need fine girl clothes. Okay. Yes. So this is totally different. Totally different world. Totally different world. I'm telling you, it's totally different. Don't do it. So on <laughs> on the pressure side, as, as you know, you had two different fathers for your kids. Right. What was that like for you having to raise one? You know, one was, as we know, not present at all. Then you had one that was a drive by. Well, I wouldn't say a drive by because if I called him and told him I needed something, then he would get it. Okay. But the problem with that one was he couldn't understand that money is not the answer. You need time. Absolutely. Time is more important than money. Anytime you have kids, you should spend time with them. Absolutely. Not just buy them things. Right. That was the main argument. Time. Spending time. You need quality time with your children. Right. So if you got some, spend quality time with them. So because, and you know, I, I often tell people like, my dad would show up. And when he showed up, when he did show up, if it wasn't him being... It, it was the inconsistencies for me uh -huh. of you saying you're coming uh -huh. and then I'm sitting here waiting for you and then you don't right. show up. But now you as the mother got to switch gears and fix and, and console something uh -huh. that wasn't a problem that you made. Right. So now, you know, 
growing up, now I look at things and be like, it's not about, for me, it's not about the material things. If you're not present and being intentional about it, which is probably one of the reasons why I hate people being late. Uh-huh. Because that was something that I, I dreaded. Right. Like if you say you coming somewhere, if somebody right. don't show up, now I'm pissed because you said you were showing up. Right. Like exactly. Why you ain't here? Right. Why so unless you dead, you had an accident and your phone is like I I for me there is no excuse as to why you're not present. If you said you were going to be somewhere for right. somebody. Right. So you That's know I, I try to be on time for everything also. My girlfriends laugh at me all the time. They be trying to beat me, but they can't beat me. <laughs> no, because because if you say that something is going to start at seven thirty, I'm going to be there like seven fifteen, seven twenty, because I'm going to be there in t- on time. So for all y'all that's always wondering, like, why am I always on time for things? <laughs> See, I got it. Honestly, yes, my mother is on time. She, she got it from me. We, yes, she did. We get. We don't believe in being late for stuff. If yes. you say it start, if it starts at seven thirty. We going to be there at 715 because at the end of the day, we don't feel like we don't feel like searching for no seat going that aisle. We want to be on time so we right. can be comfortable. Exactly. That's just how we operate. So I got it. Honestly, for all y'all haters out there, yes. you understand why I am very critical on time. Yes. And just to go back to that, you know, like you said, what you tried to implement to him was to my father was being present. It's not about money. It's right. not. A, you got to be present and those are some of the things like with people I've realized growing up now, you know, looking at hindsight and going through much therapy about it is that it's not, it's not the material things. Although I like gifts, but gifts is not that don't, that don't draw my attention. It's the intentionality of you, the thought mm-hmm. that counts. That's exactly the, You know, because I tell people all the time and you know, I was telling the story a couple weeks ago, told somebody, I said, I was like 12 years old and had a Movada watch. Yes. And a like a whole jewelry set that I couldn't yes. wear to school because with somebody, real pearls. Right. <laughs> when people thought, yo, this girl got money. No, he would buy stuff mm-hmm. to replace as if it was a replacement for the lack of ability to be there present right. in time. Right. So, you know, that's what tell me. I said, Terry stuff don't matter to me. I, I Listen, I can go buy that for myself. I don't need you to buy that because it's not about that. It's about being present in the moment. It's about the thought that counts. What's the thought behind that? That matters the most. Right. So. Time being, is the most important thing. Time. Quality time. I tell everybody quality time is the most important thing. I don't care if you go take a walk in the park, walk around the block, do this hopscotch. I don't care what you do. As long as you're spending time with them, that's the important part. So would you say it was different raising a boy from a girl? No, not really. When I sit down and think about it, it wasn't too much difference in it. Uh, Just a time span and a mindset. Other than that, it was about the same. Well, the problem is we played together, so yeah. we we were our own entertainment. Yes, exactly. So we we didn't need help. You know? <laughs> exactly. We would have water gun fights because that was you know those those were we were, I'm rough around the edges because my brother made me rough. Okay, y'all. Yes, that he tortured her. I hear. Yeah, yeah. They tell now things that they did back then that I knew nothing of. Yeah, 
Not nothing crazy. He just used to do weird stuff. He was just, he was a terror. Right. But he protected his sister, though. Don't that, get it twisted now. That was very true. He was <laughs> Don't get too close up. to his sister now, because he would get you. <laughs> and still to the day. Yeah. He is still the same. Yes, he is. You know, we have a very strong bond, but he it is still the same. And, yes. And it's vice versa. Do not, don't try me with my brother. I tell people all the time. There's certain things you just don't cross. Right. That that don't mess with my husband, don't mess with my brother, don't mess with my mama. We all good. You come from my family, then we're gonna have a problem. Right. We're, we're gonna have an issue. I'm sorry, you can't forget about the dog. Don't mess <laughs> with him either. Because that's a part of the family. But so with that, so with those things and the challenges is that you went through, and if there were things that you went through as far as challenges in raising two kids, what were those things? I think the most challenging part was providing. Okay. Because when I first started working, I was making $5,000 a year. Hold Not a month, not a week, a year. A year. I found one of my pay stubs recently and it was like $5,400 and something dollars, I think it said or something. And that was the total for the year. Oh. I'm like, oh my God, how did I survive? Yeah, I don't but know. But you got to remember, back then, things was 10 cent, a dollar, 25 cent. Right. So you get uh, a soda bottle, you take it back to the stove, you get 10 cent or a quarter or something back for your soda bottle. All that stuff helped out. Whereas right. now, you ain't getting nothing for 10 cent. You can't even get a 10 cent bubble gum nowadays. At all. No, everything is inflation. Everything's a dollar now, a dollar and above. Wow. So that's how I survived. With that, because it it was, um, and the other thing is when David was born, he was a picky eater, so I didn't have to worry about cooking too much of nothing, because he didn't like to eat. You can't tell it now, but <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like to eat. So that was like you gotta make him eat. He has to eat. He needs these vitamins, protein. He needs this stuff in his body. It's like okay. Finally, gradually, we got him to eat some foods. Mm-hmm. Not very many, but some foods enough that stuck to the bones and just kept him going on like outward. Mm-hmm. Then when Maisha came along, she threw up everything. She wanted to eat, but it didn't like her. So everything just kept coming back out, coming back out. <laughs> so once we got over that phase of her life of throwing everything up, which she probably was about two or three maybe, it was a long time. That's very weird because I was fat. Regular food. I was a fat baby. Yes. The doctor say you were getting some in there, but you wasn't getting enough in your body. It wasn't staying in there long enough. But once you got, um, I guess about three and a half, maybe, then you started keeping it down and you could eat all the regular foods and everything. And you always had like a digestive issue. Um, And they just say, watch it and see if everything was being digested good or if your bowels were backing up or anything like that. But other than that, it was fine. It was fine. You learn something new every day. Yes. Okay. Explains maybe why still <laughs> me and digestion issues are still prevalent. Yes. Explains why. Because so. you had it all your life. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So being a mother now, when you had... David, how old were you then? Let's see, 17. So you were 17 when you became a mom. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. How was that being a young mom? Interesting. Very interesting because, um, let's see, he was born in October. 
And I was scheduled to graduate in June of the following year. Wow. So they allowed me to do homeschooling so that I didn't miss uh, my class. And then once I had him, I went back to school and finished out the year. And I graduated on time in the following year. And back then they had a um, program at the school also where you can bring your kids to work with you. Not work, but to class, to the school, to Trenton High. Wow, so there was like a daycare at the school. Yes. And you also went to the daycare. You went to the daycare also. I don't know why you was there because I wasn't at school then. (laughs) But you went there. (laughs) Y'all, she just dropped me off at the daycare at the school. (laughs) What in the world is going on here? (laughs) I think Stacy, I think you used to go with Stacy. Like Stacy used to take you with her. (laughs) Hey, it was free daycare. <laughs> Yo, the school is free daycare. Oh, daycare costs a lot of money. Oh, they just took me to the schoolhouse and sent me with my oh, aunt. You loved it. You loved the it. Uh, this is crazy. You loved it. Yes, you <laughs> did go to Trent High Daycare. Yes, you did. Wow. Interesting. Yes. You learned something. So, yes. 17, you became a mother. Yes. And so you find you finished, you finished high school. Yes. On time. And of course, you go right into workforce. Yes. Straight into workforce. Okay. There you go. Several years later, I decided I was going to go to college and get some credits, and I did. Okay. But I didn't finish that either. But I got enough to do what I wanted to do. Okay. So it, I got enough that way, that way I was allowed to be promoted even to higher positions. Mm-hmm. So by the time I decided to retire, I had a wonderful salary. Just know that. It Just so we clear, y'all, I had to catch her on a whim for this <laughs> interview because she don't sit still. If there, she, if there is the epitome of living your best life after retirement, she is the purity image of living your life in a happiness <laughs> after retirement because yes. she don't sit still. Yes. She's yes. always on vacation somewhere. Yes. And I think after you have given everything you have, you've worked, you've raised your kids, you you retired. Don't you forget did the all grandkids that. raised the grandkids oh, yeah. too. Yeah. They spent my yeah. money too. Yes. Yeah. But, the, you, but now you, the you grandkids like are grown, so it's all about me now. Yeah, but you still spoil the grandkids. So that's nah. Really yes, you do. They on their own, the boys on their own world. I only got one now that still be calling me. But now... That is the reward. Yes. Of after all of that, that yes. now you can just go ahead and live your life yes. freely. Like, you may be okay. I'm like, she ain't here, but uh, listen, she living her best life. I don't have no problems with it. My brother be probably about to have a heart attack, but I'm fine. As long as I know where she at, I'm good. Because at the end of the day, I understand that you've made the sacrifices. You did what you yes. had to do. Now it's up to you to live mm-hmm. your years the way you want to live right. them and not have to worry about anything. So if there was one word that you can use to sum up motherhood, to encourage another woman, somebody else who may be listening out there that is currently going through what you've already experienced, maybe have two or more children or maybe have one. And it's rough because even though times were different then and things were not so costly, then they're higher now. Okay. And then the cost of all, depending on what their level of education is, what their work, where they work, not knowing what their income that they're bringing into. And our system is so jacked up. That the assistance to help certain people is kind of hard. So if there was some, if there was one word that you can tell that person that may be listening, what would be that word and why? 
One word, keep pushing. Keep pushing. Mm-hmm. And keep pushing because at the end, it will all pay off. It will all pay off at the end. Because if you stay focused and be determined on what it is that you are trying to achieve, you can achieve it. You just have to stay focused. Don't worry about nobody else, what they doing, what they ain't doing. Just stay focused. Think about you and your child or your children and you can make it happen. And you don't have to have the best of things. You can have just a minimum. As long as you fed, you got lights, you got water and heat, you're good. You're good. Maybe you don't have a bed. Maybe you have a sofa and you got somewhere to lay down. Keep pushing. Because when I started out, uh, I had a fold up table for my table. Um, My son had a crib and then I had a little twin bed. No furniture. That's it. And now I got a whole big old gigantic house with a whole lot of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) We're not talking about that today. Ah, somebody pray. We're not talking about that. Yes, somebody pray. (laughs) Jesus. I think that's why I have it because I went so many years without. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what happened. It's like, okay, I see it. I want it. I get it. And my uncle told me that one day. He bought a steak that was 20 some dollars, one piece of steak. He said, tomorrow's not promising. I thought about that. And the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what, Uncle? You are right. Ever since that day, I see it, I want it, I get it. Yeah, because it's it's not. Tomorrow's it's not. not promised. The it's next not. hour is not promised. Right. We we don't know what where where our point of where we reach our capacity of our purpose. Right. That it now puts us at a point where it's like, okay, now you're done. You could just be simply sitting in a car. You could be driving. You can go home. You can lay down and not wake back up. Right. We, we see the, and it, you know, it doesn't, sometimes it don't come with a warning. Sometimes it's not, you're being sick. Right. And then, you know, we know the, the inevitable is coming. Right. Sometimes it is simply just as much as you, go you sleep, let go of sleep and you just don't wake up. Right. It, that just wasn't in the plan anymore. Mm-hmm. And your purpose was fulfilled because at the end of the day, God's purpose is going to be fulfilled on this earth through you. Whatever it is that he has inside of you that he wants to get out of you, he's going to do that. It can't return to him void. Right. So it has to accomplish what he sent it out here yes. to do. No matter what it looks like, enjoy the fire things, not saying go live life recklessly, but be intentional about your living because at the end of the day, we only got one life. That's right. Got to live your best life. That's what I'm doing. I'm living my best life. Yeah, we, we know. We know. So, you know. Be encouraged. I, I think that is a great takeaway of a, of a word is to keep pushing. And for that person who's listening, know that I know it's rough. I know it's hard. I know it seems like the mountain is way too big in front of you that you don't know where you're going to see you're out. You don't know when the break is going to come. You're searching high and low and looking for an answer. It's going to have the change is coming. Just keep holding on and keep pushing forward. Right. It's not going to always stay like this, but you have got to keep pushing. Yes. Don't let it overcome you. Don't let it drive you out. Don't let it drain you out. And don't let the circumstances of this world make you feel like you're inadequate. Your level of low self-esteem that you're not qualified or no good thing is going to come and happen to you. It will happen in its due season. It's going to change in its due season. That season changing could be in the next five minutes. That season changing can happen just in a moment. Ever it does happen, 
keep pushing. And that's what we're going to leave on. We're going to leave on keep pushing. So, mom, I thank you so much for this oh, conversation. You're so welcome. I thank you for just stepping out of your comfort zone yes. and talking because this ain't something what you regularly would do. So, I appreciate that. And before we go, for those who are business owners who are looking to get into starting your business, we will be having a network and chew business social on Friday, May the 19th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Relic on State in Newtown, Pennsylvania. If you're in the New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, whatever area, if you're in town and might be from out of town and maybe in town right then and there, come on out. Listen, there will be no tickets sold at no door. So you need to get your tickets now if you plan on attending on Friday, May the 19th. You can go on my website at www.myeshaprice.com or you can go on Eventbrite and put in the search bar Network and True Business Social and you'll see my face pop up to be able to get your tickets. So make sure you go do that before it's too late. We want to make sure that that amount that is $25, it is going to cover your food. They have some amazing food going to have a good time. Make sure you bring your business cards. The whole purpose of networking and helping one another build their brand so that way we can all be the better for it. So with that being said, thank you guys for joining in on this conversation. Mom, thank you again for being here. Remember to always be you, love you, and see you so who God sees you and what he has called you to be.